All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. You guys remember that song? Everybody dance now. Dun, 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 dun. One of the um, one of the things that I like about hosting a podcast is I get to do fun things like that <laughs> because for me they are fun, and hopefully you get a little bit of enjoyment out of it. Now, what's going on in your space? Before we dive into today's episode, which is going to focus on four key reasons why your counseling practice may be going in the wrong direction. This is if your numbers aren't where you wanted them to be, whether it's clients or the cash money number. We're going to focus on that today. Now, before we do, I want to put a plug in. My wife and I, we want a group practice. And in addition to doing what we're doing here, yes, you mainly hear my voice, but know that behind the scenes, Elizabeth, that's her name, she is supporting, she is doing the groundwork. And when it comes to consulting, that's something that we do together. So we both own our counseling practice, Santos Counseling. And every project that we've done in between all the way through, we've done together all the way from purchasing properties to courses to the work that we do here. Um, So if you're looking for someone to support you with consulting, leveling up your practice, we'd love to help you. We'd love to work with you. Uh, We'd love to come into the package and look at where you're at and then how to get you to those places that you want to be at. Uh, We've worked with a couple of um, individuals where... It's it's a it's a spouse too. A spouse is coming in, partners coming in, um, and we always found that really neat. To say hey, we're <laughs> we're we're doing the same thing. We've done the same thing because we certainly know that there's a lot of challenges. You know, when you work with your spouse, or if you're out there and you have a business partner, there's a lot of challenges that can come with that. Um, so we are here to help. Reach out, and let's get the ball rolling. So today's episode: four main reasons, right? Four key reasons that your counseling practice is going in the wrong direction. It's becoming unsustainable. Right, so number one, this one really focuses on you as a clinician, and I think uh, you know I, th- I think when we look at consulting, so much of the focus is on marketing, branding, how to get referrals, how to build systems into your practice. But we've got to be mindful of what what is creating that cash flow, right? And what's creating the cash flow is usually a person. And if you are the clinician in there and you're working with your clients, then it's important for us to talk about you. Or if you have a group practice like I do, it's important for us to talk about the counselors. And we got to bring up the word burnout, right? We got to be honest. We are in the medical field, right? As, as mental health providers, we are in that space, right? We're hearing stories. We're, we're close to people when trauma is taking place. So whenever my wife and I are doing consulting and we look at businesses that are really struggling, we bring that to the forefront. We go, how are you doing? How close to you? Zero to 10, 10 being you're almost at a burnout. How close are you there? And you know, we often find that the individuals are very close. And it could be because of years of going into agency work. It could be because they are wearing every damn hat available. They are the janitor. They are the leader, the spiritual leader, the guru, the expert. They are the marketing expert, the marketing VP, the marketing CEO. They are just everything in the business. And then my wife and I, we totally get it. Because we've been there, we've done that, so we understand that. But we know that that is a perfect recipe for, hello, burnout. So when we're looking at these businesses, these counseling practices that are not doing well, that are in that category of, hey, I don't think this is sustainable. 
it's because you're too close to that burnout. So before we talk about marketing and branding and who to shake hands with in a community, what speaking engagements you need to be doing, you and I got to sit down together. We got to sit down together as a group and we got to say, come on, where's your, tell me what you're doing about self-care. What's your caseload like? How many, how many patients are you seeing a week? And you know, some of you out there, you're go-getters. You may be seeing 20, 30, 40, and there could be judgment from the community around that. But if you got it, you got it. My question really is not so much focused on how many people you're seeing. It's more focused on when you are in there and there's energy taking place from one person to you. What are you exiting out with? Do you carry your work with you? Where are your boundaries at? What is your stress level like? Are you excited to come in to see the individuals you're working with? Or are you barely keeping your eyes open? By the end of the day, are you going, you know, you're not telling the person in front of you, but are you thinking to yourself, I'm not really sure what's going on here. I'm just here. I'm going to to smile. No, no, no. So you want your business to be sustainable. We we got to face the mirror. We got to face the reflection of the mirror and go, all right, where am I at when it comes to burnout? The next one that we look at has to do with a lack of structure when it comes to your systems. Right, so this is, this is, again, four key reasons that your business is not going in that direction. It's not sustainable. And number two, number two has a lot to do with there's a lack of structure when it comes to the systems that you have in play. Systems are vital. I mean, think about McDonald's. You go to McDonald's and you go right through that drive through And then you get there. It's got the big screen. And you see all the pictures of all the things that you want to order. And my kids, they know. They know. They, they, turn, they say, Daddy, I want a kid's meal. And there's times that I forget. Exactly what they want the kids' meal. So he goes, cheeseburger, just cheese. Nothing else on it. Look at me, nothing else on it. My son, my son, my son was like, look at me, look at my eyes. I want to make sure you are focused on me because I want nothing else but the cheese. Right? So just give you a little backstory there. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And then once we order, we then go to the next window. The next window, they go, hey, did you have blah, blah, blah. This is what you ordered, right? Yes, okay, cool. Well, here's how much you owe. And then we pay. And then after that, we go to the next window. And in that window, they go, okay, here is your meal. Right, hopefully they don't have me waiting a little bit longer, but they're like, here is your meal. And then, we're, and then we're done, right? So that is the system. Now imagine this. Imagine one day you got to your favorite restaurant and you're so used to a system, like I'm used to that system. And then I get to the first window and they go, okay, go ahead and pay. And I go, whoa, you're going to pay this window, but I haven't even told you what I wanted to order. That's, that, that, that's something you want to think about, right? Because that, that make, makes no sense. So we don't want our business to flop when it comes to businesses, we want it to have effective, effective um, structures in order to, make, to give the business that uh, organization that it needs. Just like that McDonald's example. Think about your business though, when it comes to that. Like, what is your version of McDonald's when it comes to your business? And you can plug in Chick Fil A if you prefer that. Now, I want you to think about that, and then from there, from there, this takes us to a such an important one, right? And before we go to number three, let's go back to number two. Right, number two, the reason businesses are not sustainable is because they don't have these systems. They have more of a makeshift process. And the makeshift process could be that I call your counseling practice and I'm a new patient. And maybe it takes three to four days for you to call me back. Right? And and then if and then for some reason if a neighbor across me calls you, then you're able to call that person within two hours. Right? So those systems do not make sense. So that takes us to number three. Number three is your client experience, right? Not, not just, not solely your client experience as a patient in that mental health area category. Your client experience all the way from the moment that they randomly get to know you 
right, on your social media footprint. They get to know you in the community by reading about you, hearing about you, to their entire process with you. We want that client experience. We want to spend so much time. It's an area that my wife and I really try to sit with you on. And when we talk about that, we go, tell us about your client experience. Like, like how, do they, how do they find you? And if we're a new client and we call you, walk us through that process. And then if we're a current client, walk us through that process. Does it ever change? So here's, here's an example that I want you to think about. And this is really where it could hurt a business. It could take a thriving business to really collapse it. So you've got clients that you're working with. And I call them new. I'm a new one. And I, and I call, your, call your counseling practice. And within 24 hours, you call me back. Wonderful. Great conversation. You hear me out on the phone. It's like a nice script that you have back there. Maybe you got an uh, a intake coordinator supporting with that. And I say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm really struggling with, some, with depression. I'm not sleeping well. My energy is low. I'd love some help. And then you go, well, great. You know, here's counselors that we have. We think blah, blah, blah is a good fit for you. So you got this whole system. This, whole, this entire counseling uh, client experience is going well. And I say, great. Sign me up, right? And, and, and then I go, you know what? I'm not really familiar. Where, where's the office located at? And then that intake coordinator says, well, we're over here by blah, blah, blah. And then when you walk in, you're going to notice that the waiting room is right here. And it's going to be some snacks, some water, blah, blah, blah. And your counselor will be with you right at 2 p.m. Um, but, you know, sometimes they could be a little bit behind. So give it about a five to ten minute window. We encourage you to come in early. The whole thing, right? And you really focus on the client experience here. So then I come in and it's just that perfect, wonderful. I get there and, you know, we're starting this two o'clock session. We're starting at 2 or 2, but that's fine because I'm sitting down. I'm enjoying some nice music. I'm enjoying a good just I'm just sitting there relaxed. It's a great, you know, just a great environment. And I go and I see you and it goes great. And then I go, you know what? Let me schedule my, set, my second session. And I come in for the second session. That day I come in, things are a little bit different. I call, I don't get a call back until the day of the session. And I'm already on the way there. And, 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 and I called two days ago because I called just to double check that that was the right time for my appointment. Right? But, and, and I'm getting a call back. And then when I get to the office, I notice that, I notice that a lot of the lights are off. And I notice the TV is off too. And then I'm waiting there and I'm waiting there and it's 2 o'clock appointment again. But you know what? It's 210, it's 215, it's 217, it's 219, it's 224. Okay, here comes the counselor. But that's okay because I've been in medical offices. So I know that sometimes medical providers can run a little bit behind. So we start the session. And then when we start the session, for some reason, you start asking me 10 questions you asked me last time. And... I just, I answer them. And I noticed that this time when we closed, you don't, you didn't do the same thing as last time. You, don't, you didn't pull up your uh, tablet to schedule my next appointment. You, you just told me if I wanted to schedule another appointment, the intake coordinator will reach out to me. Right, so then I exit out. And I want you to think about that. Hopefully none of us out there are doing that, but I just want you to think about those two different client experiences. And then we, we got to ask ourselves a really, a really, a really important question. Yes, someone can come see you because you are the very best clinician in the entire galaxy. The individual, my friends, are also going to weigh in the client experience. They're going to weigh in customer service. They're going to weigh in, how do you treat me as a human being? How do you treat me as a person? And that has an, it has an impact. And there are businesses that will go completely downhill when that area is not focused on. So what I want you to think about is, this is a little bit of a guidance here that I'll give you as far as my wife and I are sitting down with you. I want you to think about your client, right? Your ideal one. 
the avatar. And all the way from if they see you randomly on social media to the point that they see you, what consistency are you giving them? What customer service are you giving them? What is the client experience? Why do they want to come back to you? And here's something key I want you to think about. Why would your patient want to come back to you outside of your clinical expertise? And see, that's one that sometimes we don't think about. We often focus on, okay, they're going to come back because, you know, when it, when it comes to um, trauma treatment, you know, guru right here, hashtag trauma, hashtag guru, you found them. Okay, well, well let's, let's just put that to the corner. Outside of that, what else? What else will bring that individual in? And, and you may be pondering on it. You may be like, well, that's, you know, that's my, that's, 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 that's my job, right? That's my profession. Well, think about places like Target. How many of us just go to Target just to go? Because it could be a good experience. You know, you, you may not go there for one particular thing. So it's just something to think about as you, as you, as you really explore that area of the, of the client experience. The last one, and this one's an important one, it, it focuses on that niche. What makes you stand out? What makes you shy? What makes you you? And then what are you doing to consistently level up that category? Right? What are you doing to consistently level up that category? And I'll give you an example of myself. So for me, there's, and this is just completely clinical, non-consulting. So when it comes to the clinical areas, there's two domains that I dive in heavily in. One is relationship work. And that's where I work with couples that are stuck, really helping them go from that stuck point to deeply connected. And the other one, and you're probably familiar with this, is the work that I do with conducting immigration evaluations. And in that work with immigration evaluations, and I'll give you the example so you know what, what does that really mean to uh, stand out in a particular area as that could help build your business. So standing out means that in conducting immigration evaluations, yes, there's that master's degree that allows me to engage in the service of conducting uh, evaluations, right? Conducting uh, assessments, taking on that role. And then I look at myself and go, what else, right? What else, Juan? Well, then I push myself to go through doctorate school, right? Shifting in, becoming Dr. Juan Santos. Um, so then from that point, I go, okay, what else? So then from there, the doctorate work that I did as far as the dissertation, I made sure that went right into that category because that's a category I'm passionate about. But I also want to make sure that my community, the individuals that I'm serving, that they know, okay, here's someone that is consistently working to level up this area. And then from there, it's gone to where the area of conducting immigration evaluations has become a coaching and a course service that I provided and continue to provide to mental health professionals all over the U.S. Um, and they're coming in and they're saying, hey, I want to get trained in conducting immigration evaluations because, yes, it does increase your cash flow, but it also shows you how to do it in a step-by-step process. And I wanted to make sure that as I'm providing clinicians this, this specialty and teaching them how to do it so they can do it on their own, I'm also saying to them, hey, this is something I've been doing for years. I've worked with attorneys all over the U.S. On my own, I, I dove all the way to the doctorate degree in addition to dissertation, focused right on that key area. 
So then as individuals are looking at, okay, what what makes this person stand out? That's where my energy went into. And I want you to think about that for you. I've met, I've met so many individuals, my wife and I, through consulting where you're doing your work. You know, some of you are going in and you're studying maybe co-parenting, but I notice that you're going to workshops and you're speaking. All of those details keep on your CV. You know, you want to keep those items highlighted. You want to put them on your website. You want individuals to know that here's an expert. You know, here's someone that continues to grow. And that's what I think about when I think about an expert. So when it comes to what hurts a business, you know, what makes it unsustainable, it's when we do not continue to focus on what's helping us stand out. And when I think about the definition of an expert, it's not that you've made it to this, you know, realm that it's only you there and there's nothing else you got to do. No, expert for me simply means that I'm committed to ongoing work in this area. So when I look at myself just in that clinical area, I said, you know, there's two areas that I want to be an expert in. I want to be an expert when it comes to working with couples. I love that area. And I want to be an expert when it comes to conducting these immigration evaluations. I love that area to be an immigrant myself. So then for me, it's I'm going to commit a, a lifelong or until something just you know, changes. I'm going to commit to these two areas, continue gaining education, continue working with my patients on it. Continue speaking in different areas that focus on those. So as, as you walk away today, right, we hit four areas. And those are four areas that can really break a business, make it unsustainable. You know, we talked about burnout, so keep an eye on that. We talked about the importance of having systems in your business and your organization. We talked about customer service, right, that client experience. And then we, we closed off. We closed off by going into you, my friends, you know, you, what, 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 what makes you stand out? Where's that? I know you're an expert. I believe in that. Where's that ongoing work? And then how are we showing that to the community? So those four key areas, I know that my wife and I sit and we're doing consulting. These are areas we keep an eye out for. And then if we notice that they're slipping, we have that tough conversation. We say, hey, we got to work on this one because if not, it's going to bring the business down, right? So that's, that's, if you look at a table, it's got legs. Today we talked about four legs. The four legs you want to keep up. You want to keep strong. So before you head off today, my friends, I want to give you some love. I want to give you a big old gratitude. You know, really, really thank you for spending time, time with me on this podcast. Uh, along the way, we're over 100 episodes. You know, we're, we're doing the best that we can. We're trying each and every day. And, and for that, it's, it's you. It's you that I got to thank. So I want to thank you for that. Um, before you head off, if you want to work with us doing consulting, reach out. We're more than happy to help. If you're looking for courses to help you build your private practice, there's some courses that my wife and I built there. One of them is focused on building a solo six-figure practice. So if that's your journey, check that one out. And all these you can find at accounselorsjourney.com. Another course on there is focused on referrals. Five days to get you to build a solid referral system. And it's a course that I thought was really fun, um, and it's on psychology today. So most of us have psychology today. We're paying, right, 30-something dollars. The course tells you exactly how to use it effectively. Because I find it interesting, you know, most of us, we get out of school, we, we jump out of graduate school, and we go right into psychology today, and we start clicking a bunch of boxes. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, too, and I laugh at it. You know, we, we jump and we pay that fee, but we don't take that time to say, okay, am I using this effectively? Or is this the right way to use it? 
All right, my friends, you keep rocking, you keep supporting, make sure you are giving yourself that beautiful self-care. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.